seeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go, up, to go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time I will say to the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast, that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables, he spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what was lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the Son of Man, the field is the world, the good seed the children of that kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. This quote from Deuteronomy is one that is many times interpreted to say that taking revenge on another must be okay because God does it. 
We see violence in our neighborhoods, our towns, nation, and the world, and we desire someone to be punished for it. This is the basis for movies, TV shows, and books. The avenging angel punishes the evil ones. But is this truly how God operates? And the answer is no. We turn to the Book of Wisdom in our first reading. For your might is the source of justice. Your mastery over all things makes you lenient to all. Evil in this world does not indicate that God is weak. Rather, his mastery over it is expressed in his lenience towards all. Jesus demonstrated that lenience one day when a mob brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. Jesus turned to the men who had stones in their hand ready to stone her and said, any one of you who has not sinned may cast the first stone. One by one, they dropped the stones to the ground and they departed until it was only Jesus and the woman. He told, he asked her, is there anyone left to condemn you? Neither do I. Go and sin no more. Jesus shows that the Son of God has the power over sin and death. And through his sacrifice on the cross, he won for us that victory. And so we know that the one who will judge us at the end of our lives is also the one who died for us. Continuing from the Book of Wisdom, we hear these words. But though you are master of might, you judge with clemency, and with much lenience you govern us. We should be eternally grateful that the God who judges us with clemency, because after all, we are all guilty. We are all sinners. Our relationship with God is based on his mercy, not on vengeance. But as I said before, it seems quite natural for us to desire vengeance and to judge others. But that's not how God intends us to live. We turn to the gospel where the householder realizes that the seeds were sown by an enemy. Now, the crowd that Jesus was sharing this parable with probably already had in their minds what they would do. Because after all, this is a dishonorable act meant to brought shame on the homeowner. And so they figured, well, he'll go out and he'll rip up all those weeds so that the town won't realize the shame that has fallen upon him and his family. But the householder has another idea. He knows that the wheat would be able to withstand the weeds, and so he waits until it is harvest time before separating the weeds and the wheat, even though his neighbors would expect him to react angrily and rip out the weeds immediately. This is an example of God's leniency waiting for the harvest before removing the weeds. 
In the same way that the householder does not want to risk any of the wheat, God does not want to lose any of his children. It's easy for us to look at someone who has, who has performed evil deeds, heinous deeds, and demand vengeance in the name of justice. But what about the evil that is in each one of us? This evil has been sown by the enemy, the devil. Despite this, Jesus is not ready to give up on us. We are all precious to God. It really is too simplistic of a worldview to separate us into good people and bad people. If we are made in the image and likeness of God, then there is wheat, there is good in all of us alongside the weeds, alongside the evil. We are all sinners. We have all fallen short of God's expectations, so we could all be included with the weeds. But because God did create us in his image and likeness, humanity is good, or at least has good in them. Our lives in this world are a continual struggle to nurture that good in us and to weed out the bad. Luckily for us, God is infinitely patient with us, just as he is infinitely merciful for us. He gives us our lives, but he also gives us the span of our lives to continue that important work of weeding out the bad and nurturing the good. Jesus' parable also talks about our attempts at judging others. Judgment is God's alone, for only God, the master of all things, can see what is truly in each person's heart. Thus, he is the only just judge. Instead, he invites us to offer his mercy and his compassion to everyone we encounter. We should follow the example of Jesus on the cross, who did not condemn those who put him there, but instead asked his heavenly Father to bestow his mercy upon them. We, who have already experienced God's mercy, are to do likewise. And in fact, it is in sharing God's mercy with others, especially those who have hurt us, that we do that important work of weeding out the evil and nurturing the good. In this sacrament of the Eucharist, we celebrate God's mercy through the gift of the life of his son, a son who willingly gave that life up for us all, And we also experience the patient work of the Holy Spirit, continuing to work in our hearts, continuing that effort of weeding out the evil and nurturing the good. This important work transforms us to be called children of the living God. And through our cooperation with our God, may that work be brought to its completion.